0: Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, ThePoetLife.com.
1: Find a way. Find a way. Hey, 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 it's Christoph Wrights of the Poet Life Podcast. I'm super excited tonight to speak with this gentleman name is red lion poetry if you don't know him you know him now you'll know even more as we get into this episode how are you sir
0: man i'm good brother how
1: are you i can't complain man it wouldn't help if i tried man (laughs) yes yes i'm i'm excited to have you on you know like we've been talking just a minute ago uh offline you know uh, this is our first time like having a conversation I was going to say face-to-face, but we're not necessarily face-to-face, but screen-to-screen, right? right? Yeah. It was more so in the comments, me, you know, praising you and vice-versa and uh, uh, encouraging you to keep on going, you know what I mean? Take it up a notch, vice-versa. Um, uh, but even in in, in our DMs and, and, and I said, you know what? I got to get this gentleman on the podcast, man, because I see what he's doing. Um, literally upping his game. I can see it on his Instagram, his LinkedIn, right? Yourself, yeah, boy. When did you get on LinkedIn?
0: Man, the only, I'm going to tell you, man, the only reason I actually got on LinkedIn is because I watched the episode of The Poet Life. Um, yeah. It was, I, I can't remember the young lady's name. Bianca
1: yes.
0: yes. So yeah. she was so she um like when I watched the sh- episode I was like that's a good point man she made a comment and she was like do you want to be famous or do you want to be booked <laughs> and I was like you know what <laughs> I kind of want to be both but right now I kind of want to be booked you know what I'm saying right so, and and I'll tell you what man um I didn't realize how effective it was like mm-hmm. So I had this um, I got booked to do this. Uh, it was a virtual event and it was for this company in New York. And they booked me out like um, in uh, 2020, whenever COVID happened. And I had wrote this poem called The Response. And it was about COVID-19. And I didn't really think anything of it at the time. And they randomly one dude saw it. And then like he reached out to me on LinkedIn. And like I had it, but I never used it because I was like, man, I ain't finna use no LinkedIn, man. Like, don't nobody, ain't no poets on LinkedIn, you know? What I'm saying ain't no artists on LinkedIn. Um, and afterwards, like he like sent me emails and stuff like that, and I ended up getting booked. And then when I finally like went back on LinkedIn because they were like, yeah, man, we tried to reach you on LinkedIn. I was like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think it, I think it's good, especially for like corporate stuff because that was a that. that that was a corporate, um, event that I got booked for, um, that they wanted me to, you know, well, virtually, uh, do for them. And I will say this, that was the largest check I've ever received from, from, and they, I was like, man, how do you, like what they gave me, I would have gave them a whole set of poetry for, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I would have, I would have missed had it like, I would have missed that if he didn't, like, email me and try to reach out to me through, like, emails and stuff like that. So, so yeah, LinkedIn is, uh, <laughs> LinkedIn is pretty crucial.
1: After that episode, you know, we record, we record like around nine ten o'clock at night, right? It's it's 9.53 now, p.m. And, uh, um, we didn't finish that episode till, like, 11. And, and I said, man, I'm not even going to sleep tonight. I'm creating my 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 business LinkedIn page tonight. You mm. know what I mean? Because what she said was, what made so much sense." You know, she said, you, "You're you're a professional, right?" Right. Professionals are on LinkedIn, and I was like, mm. "Whoa!" You know, because before then, I looked at LinkedIn as a as your digital resume, right? For, for right. A corporate nine to five jobs. That's that's what I looked at it as. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, she was like, no, you're right that there are no artists on LinkedIn, but that gives you a blue ocean. That means you are the only one. And when they type in artist or poet, you come up.
0: And LinkedIn is the only platform that's not oversaturated.
1: Exactly, because yeah. people still think it's just for resumes and you know collars and ties. Yeah. But but the what I've learned in that episode, the move makers are on LinkedIn. The folks with the funds to book you are on yeah. LinkedIn. Our friends and family are all on Facebook. You know, mm. that make us popular are yeah. on Instagram. I That's still, a good point. All right. Yeah, this is this is she brought it that that episode. I think that was like episode two of season two, man. And um that lit a fire in me, man. And I I still need to um uh, uh get better with Posting consistently on, on LinkedIn, you know, I still get pulled from Instagram and Facebook, you know what I mean? Because I know more yeah. people and that's, you know, but you're consistent though. I, I I see you posting. I see you posting, man. So uh, I can appreciate uh, the diversity, the, the diversity as well in your poetry, man. Uh, tell me about that, right? Mm hmm. What drives you to be diverse in your portfolio of poetry? Oh, boy, that
0: there is no short answer to that. Um, I guess I guess for me personally, the need to be diverse, it's like, OK, so it's layered. So on one hand, I want to be diverse because I want to be as skilled at the craft as possible um i want to be able to be able to function in any kind of environment in any kind of room um i want to be able to do poetry in church as well as a club as well as a bar as well as a school as well as a virtual room or you know what i'm saying and i need to have poems that are diverse enough for me to be able to operate in um in those arenas now I'm not going to be able to write. obviously, I'm not going to be able to write about every single thing in the world, but as much as I can, um, especially in the places that matter, which is the second which is one of the other reasons why I do it because um, you know, being around the poetry scene, especially here in Houston, um, we have a lot of we have a lot of pro-black poems, which is dope. We got um, a lot of um, equal rights poems, uh, sensual poems and and stuff like that. But what I notice about artists is that each artist has their kind of niche. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they have that particular subject that they love to write about, which is dope. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, if I just have like all these pro black poems um, and I don't have any, you know, sex trafficking poems or any Christian poems or any, you know, what I'm saying whatever, you know, whatever poems that I have, then you can only put me in one area to be effective in but I want to be able to operate in multiple areas. And the main reason I want to do that is because, and it's just my kind of credo, um, I use poetry as a tool to give hope, um, Mm -hmm. to display passion, display love, because um, I think the world has an abundance of hatred. It has an abundance of depression. It has an abundance of malice, but it does not have an abundance of hope. And Mm -hmm. I want to be able to put hope in as many places as I can, Mm -hmm. you know, and in order to do that I have to be diverse enough. Um, not only in not not even only in subject matter but even the style of poetry that I write. You know what I'm saying? Can I can I do poetry with a band playing behind me? You know what I'm saying? Can I do poetry when ain't nobody snapping or clapping and you know you're doing a poem that requires a call and response, you know? Can I can I do a poem that's a little bit a little bit low key? that fits more and translates more to a virtual space because it's not in front of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, am I diverse enough? Not only in my subject matter, but am I diverse enough in my delivery? Am I diverse enough? And, you know, poetry holistically speaking. So that's one of the things that I really strive hard to do. I like to write differently. I like to present differently. And um, because I want to be, I want to be as prepared for any situation, you know? So that's, that's just me
1: what i hear or what i heard was strategic that's that's what i hear in 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 your art you're strategic and that is professional being strategic because if you just go off of just how you feel mm. then like you said you pigeonhole yourself because our art is a gift right but what but where most people misconstrue the gift or the purpose of the gift yes the gift was given to us but the gift was given to us so we then re-gift it away yeah. Right. So it's not for us. It can be right. It can be to allow us to relieve stress. Um, It's a coping mechanism for ourselves. And yes, Mm -hmm. totally. You know, and so it's like a duality to it. Right. It's for us. But in the grand scheme of things, as it relates to legacy and leaving an impact on the world, you've been given a gift to give away. And and, right. And so if you only if you only you only wrap it for just one set of people. How how impactful are you?
0: Yeah, most definitely. Um, I I remember um, and I think we talked about this a little bit. um, I had written like I had written two pieces on sex trafficking um, and. You know, I didn't have I didn't really have a plan for them. You know, I just said, you know, I just want to write this and I put it out, you know, and, you know, months, months down the line, um, somebody reaches out to me. is like, hey, we're doing this sex trafficking event and we were wondering if you had any pieces um, or if you could write something there. And it was already prepared. Um, but that's because that's an area that needed hope that I saw. And I was like, if it needs hope and if I can speak to it, I will. You know what I'm saying? Like in my phone, I like a note tap in my phone, I have like list of things that I, I haven't written about yet. And that list goes up like every single like couple of weeks because it's like, man, I want to learn about that so I can write about it. Mm-hmm. And I want to learn about that so I can so I can write about it. Because I don't I try not to write things that I don't like know about that I haven't like right because i don't i don't want to like sound ignorant <laughs> somebody asked me to write about uh, intersectionality which which for us is i guess it's more of a nuance um and i didn't really understand it fully right. and and i'm just like man i have to study it i have to like what are people saying about it what are people's perspectives about it um how much truth does that link up with with my truth you know mm-hmm. and um you know i'm saying how do i present this in a way that's effective um, so I like, I had to go in the cave <laughs> and like, just, I had to study, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, if, if especially like, you know, especially for like pieces, like the sex fragment piece, I have a, another piece called, uh, Español Roto, and it was a piece about immigration reform, you know what I'm saying? But in order for, I, I had to enter, like, I literally had to interview people that were in the Hispanic community, friends, because I didn't, I, I understood it, but I didn't understand it from their perspective. So I had to sit I had to learn learn a little bit of Spanish. You know what I'm saying? Because Espanol Roto is broken Spanish. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like the parallel between somebody speaking broken English. Because when you speak a broken language, that means you have to submit your tongue to that language so that you can articulate your heart to it. You know what I'm saying? So in order for me to effectively articulate my heart to it, I have to kind of... I have to submit my tongue to it. You know? So, like... So stuff like that, I... I learned a long time ago whenever I like first started writing that I I can't be like I have to be able to read. <laughs> I have to read books, I have to like study stuff in order to be as effective as I possibly can and I don't I don't really touch stuff that I don't know about. You know what I'm saying? You're, so pre-
1: you're preaching right now. You're preaching right now, bro. And and you are releasing something in somebody right now. I'm telling you Trust me when I tell you. Because that speaks to the question, is there such a thing as writer's block? Uh,
0: I Okay, so I'll say this about writer's block. I don't believe... I, I think writer's block is something different. I think for me, writer's block would... Be like, okay, I'm trying to get to one point to another point and I'm trying to find a way to it. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as subject matter, I I don't run out of stuff to write about. There's always something there's always something to write about. You know what I'm saying? You may not know how to, like, run the bases and get from base one first base to second base. But you but, you know, there is a second base. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, I mean creatively you know what i'm saying all you you know you just you have to figure out how to get there but as far as you know knowing that you have to hit the home run knowing that you got to run the bases and score nah you know there there's there's no such thing as writer's as black in that in that aspect yeah. Yeah. you know what i'm saying i know what i want to say i just need to figure out how yeah. to get there
1: you know you know black chakra in baltimore
0: you, you know, know you know <laughs> bro so you know what's funny um black chakra is actually going to be here in houston next week and um i uh i've been following him for a little bit now and uh so uh, we're gonna we're doing a poetry slam and he's gonna be at the slam so you Um, know but but i I don't know him personally but uh, I've, i've seen i've seen a lot of his stuff and i'm a fan
1: yeah totally so so i bring him up because he was on season two as well and he spoke about writer's block and he doesn't believe in it right his perspective on it is you don't have writer's block, you have dope block, and what he means by mm. that is you just don't think it's dope enough it It, it, it doesn't Ooh. mean that you don't have anything to write about. It doesn't mean that you can't write. you just don't think it's cool enough.
0: That's a perspective that's, that's a perspective. true. Oh like, ah, I don't like that. Well,
1: that, that doesn't mean that you can't think of stuff to write about, right? Yeah. And, but what you just brought up, though, as it pertains mm-hmm. to interviewing people and reading, that is another form of in, well, it is. It's a form of informing yourself and what information does, it inspires. Mm. So you just just need more inspiration. You need to live more. You need to read more. If I ever had writer's block, it's nothing for me to pick up a book and start reading. Mm -hmm. You know, because I can get inspired by seeing a stop sign. How How many ways can you go with Stop sign.
0: About eight of them.
1: <laughs> you know <what> I told the thing. As soon as I say stop sign, he's like, oh. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> it's oh, a I habit. Started. Yeah, no, it's... it's. Yeah, no, when he said you don't have writer's block, you have dope block, I was like, whoa. That's
0: kind that, That's good. I, I, I like that perspective because whenever you're right, like, I, and I run into that too, you know what I'm saying, it's like, man I want this particular part to really hit, in the yeah. poem, like like it's gotta hit right here and I don't know how to get it to hit yet, you know what I'm saying, but like, that's, but like, but I guess like Black said, man, like, that's not writer's block at all, you know what I'm saying, that, that is dope block, because it's like, man if it don't hit right here, you know what I'm saying, like, and this is like, that's like running the bases, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm on third running the home right now Right. You know what I'm saying, and in order to get to home, I got to boy. Like this is the climax part of the poem. You mm-hmm. know the height, the the peak of it. You know, mm-hmm. and if this part, like they gonna remember this part. You know, and that's I think that's you know, that's also like the competing with yourself type of thing. Is this dope enough? Is this good enough? You know, to to say and and put there, and is it gonna hit? You know, so I, I get that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Where do what do you see poetry? in your life what do you see it as was it what is it for you oh poetry is a sword
0: um it's also a first aid kit um Mm -hmm. poetry is batman's utility belt (laughs) you know what i'm saying it it's it it literally has it, it has so many different compartments in it um and it's a necessity you know, it's, it's crazy, man, because like I tell people, you know, like not just poets, but creatives all the time. A lot of time we put our identity into the poetry and I get why people see the necessity to do that. But um, your art is is great, not because, you know, it's attached. You know, it's, it's not great because, you know, you you have it. It's great because it has you because there are a lot of poets in the world, but there's only one black chakra. There's only one Prentice Powell. There's only one Carvin's Lasat. There's only one Brandon Leek, There's only one, you know what I'm saying? There's only one red Lion. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people hold this gift, but how do you wield your gift? You know? So, so like, you know, that that's, that's what it is, man. Like, it's kind of like looking into a mirror, right? Like, have you noticed how useless a mirror is until you stand in front of it? Because a mirror has no identity until you stand in front of it, you give a mirror identity because you hold the identity. So that's that's kind of like what poetry is. Is it necess- Is it necessary? Absolutely. Is it powerful? Yes, it's powerful. But it's powerful because you make it that way. Because you're because you know what I'm saying you're attached to it, not because it's a atta- boy. You know what I'm saying I can go into that. I could go into that all day. I I love talking. I love talking about that because you know like. Man, it's it's so much deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? It's so much deeper. Like when people say, um, "I heard uh, um, a Hughes, uh, which is another Baltimore poet." I heard Slangston I heard Slankston, um say a line in his poem, and he was like, "Don't you know that people are the greatest poems?" You know what I'm saying? Like, like we're poems. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just. You know, so I mean, yeah, but that just is—it's it's just one of those things where it's like, man, I give—I give the gift identity. The gift doesn't give me identity.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good, man. Uh, no, Slingsden is a beast too. He's he's, he's a brain dog. <laughs> Kill him, man, he'd be killing man. Yeah, sheesh. He's he's, he's on his own planet, bro. Um uh if you all don't know who we're talking about search on IG Slankston Hughes Slankston Hughes just the name alone right
0: boy yeah like the names you wish you would have came up with right. <laughs> right I guess
1: I wrote that uh-huh. yeah Slankston,
0: Slankston is like the MF doom of poetry to me you know what <laughs> I'm saying just like his uniqueness and his approach to it is just who that boy is a killer man? Yeah,
1: where'd you get your name from, man? Red Lion. Oh boy.
0: Oh, the honest story. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, it's gonna sound really weird. Um, so I was um, I was preparing for this uh, young adults conference, youth and young adults conference at my church, and um, you know, it was poetry. And the night before the conference, um, we had a prayer night. Now I'm not, I'm I I had never been like a super spiritual as far as like, I've never like heard an audible voice from God or never been able to see things in the spirit or anything like that. Like some people can, um, I've never been one of those people. I'm still kind of not one of those people, but, um, that particular night while we were in prayer, um, I, I like and, and and it tripped me out. I saw like all of these lions on the inside of this church and all the lions were on fire and they had different colored lions. And then there was this one particular lion that came and sat like right in front of me. And it was uh, a, literally a lion that that was burning red fire on it. And I didn't like I didn't take up the name at first whenever I saw that, because I didn't really know how to process, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what that was. I was like, well, I, you know, what I'm saying I ain't. I ain't smoke no weed. So I'm not hot. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't drink. You know, I ain't drunk. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah. I guess, you know, I, I don't think I'm losing my mind. I'm pretty cognizant, but nobody else sees these lines except me. Huh? Um, so that's the honest, that's the, that's the honest story about it. I can't tell everybody that though, obviously, because yeah. a lot of people, um, you know, people have different views on spirituality and, and, um, you know, walks with their own independent deity or God, and everything, so um it translates it translates differently to a lot of people, but you know that's that's just that's that's where the name comes from um, later on, I discovered that you know how significant colors are, that red is in fact you know the color of passion, that mm-hmm. it is in fact the color of warfare um that a lion represents kingship authority, it represents a a general um you know, it represents so red line represents a king that will war a king that will that will go out and fight a king that is passionate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how that's how I believe God views me. And that's how I want to view myself mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, which comes out in the poetry, because the poetry must come out passionately. It must come out powerfully. You know what I'm saying? Um, because that's just that's that, that's that's what I believe of myself.
1: Right. Right. That's huge. Do you have a poem for your name? Have you thought
0: about that? I've I wanted to write one. Um, but I never I don't know, like so for me personally, it's it's always weird to like talk about myself in such a like you know, fast like glorious like type of you know, that that type of thing. And I tried to sit down and write it, but I never I didn't I don't want it to come off as like cocky-ish, but I wanted to be honest because I can sit here and I can tell you that's what I think about myself, but it's just really hard for me to write that into a poem for some reason. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? So I just I just want to be able to write that right. I want to write it correctly. Um, to where I'm not belittling myself. Um, but at the same time, I'm not like, you know, saying I'm some kind of, you know, god or something. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I noticed that with with a lot of uh poets writing, which which respectfully, I mean, it's dope though. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Whenever you just hear, hear a poet go off and, you know, they say stuff like, you know, like I'm the goat and you know, things of that nature, which which is dope, you know, and I love listening to it. I just it's just hard for me to to do that. Mm-hmm.
1: I want you to, I want to, I want to challenge you, bro. I want to challenge you in that respect and challenge you to change your perspective on that. I, I get it. You're super humble. I I totally get it, you know, um, but funny thing is there's, there's significance in knowing who you are one, right knowing your value and knowing how to control ego
0: yeah
1: right now mm-hmm. ego does get a bad rep we know that but it's right not all, it's not all bad
0: yeah not all the time yeah
1: it's not all bad you know And, and because ego can serve you positively, you stepping into the room and knowing who you are, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I see it as confidence, uh, but, but ego can also give you strength, you know, in, in, in unfamiliar places And, and you say to yourself, I'm great, you know, I know my greatness. Yeah. It's not cocky. It's not being cocky. And, and so I I challenge you to take that step and write that poem, but not to think about what someone will think. I think that's I think that's the issue. That might be a part of why you feel like you can't write it, because yeah. you think people will think that you're being egotistical and blah 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 you know what I'm saying and yeah. and come at it with your purpose, why you believe you were given the gift to give up to give away. You know, and and make those statements. Make those statements, even if you wrote it and it was for if it was it was for you for the longest and then you've built up the confidence to say you know what i'm gonna perform this yeah and, and let that either open your show or close your show mm. if you close with it then that then then you've reaffirmed what you just did you know you killed that show yeah let me let them let me let them know who i am mm. you know what i'm saying now if you open it and that and that poem, based off your name, is fire. Then you you really got to come come with it in your show, right? You know, oh, that's you. Okay, we're gonna see. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? so I just challenge you, bro. Like you know, um, just just kind of step back away from what what you think people are going to think of you.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's funny we're talking about that. Um, I remember um, Obi West was uh he did a challenge on Instagram and how, it was a, huge,
1: how, dope, how dope am I? Or. Was, yeah, was,
0: was, was, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and you know I'm saying? It was crazy because actually Obi came to Houston too <laughs> and, uh, you know, got to, got to talk with him and chop it up with him a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and right after like a couple weeks after he left Houston, um, we had a i don't know if you're familiar with a young lady named ebony stewart i'm not so ebony stewart uh, are you familiar familiar with a woman of the world poetry slam
1: um yes yes okay it, Um I forgot her name but she won like third place or something like that i can't remember she's in baltimore too
0: yeah well mechamorphosis yeah yeah so she was in it um and uh Ebony Stewart a couple years prior actually won A uh, Woman of the World. Um mm. she um she's a, she's also a poet here in Houston. Um dope, dope poet. And mm. she was uh she was hosting uh one of the shows that I was at uh recently and she actually challenged, she was like poets, you know, write a poem about your name. You know. So this is the third time I'm hearing it, so I guess I gotta <laughs> I guess I gotta do it. So yeah, you know, man. Man. yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Stand in your greatness, bro. Yeah, no doubt, man. No that's doubt. That's a challenge for you, man. That's a challenge for you, man. That's that's good stuff. I like it, man. Um, tell me how you find ways to diversify your art, and, and and I'm speaking to uh, the accompaniment, right? I know I saw a video of you and someone with a, was it a guitar or violin?
0: Oh yeah, that was my boy Adam, yeah.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. you all were in a room, I think, I can't remember yeah. exactly, but what, what was your perspective on that, what was your brainstorming idea for that?
0: So that particular, um, that that poem was actually a part of a series of poems that I did. Um and I I was doing a series like I, that was 2018 the bottom of 2017 intro 2018 and it was a a poetry series called the reverse series and it was a series where I would take songs um and I would rewrite the songs or reinterpret the songs as spoken words or as poems mm-hmm. so that particular song was John Mayer's Stop This Train um and I like my biggest like poetry wasn't always a part of my life the first like my first actual love was actually music Mm -hmm. and music music was one of the biggest parts of my life um i'm not i'm i am not a singer (laughs) at all um but i do love a good story and i and i'm a sucker for good writing and i would take these songs which were my personal favorite songs and i was like man if only these could be elaborated on a little bit more on a deeper level, and because I have kind of an ear for music and I can understand keys and and stuff like that, I was like, "What if I do a series?" But I I don't sing the song, but I interpret the song um, as a poem as it pertains to me and how does it relate to me? So whenever whenever I was doing that series, I was like, "Man, it'd be really dope if I got like you know some musicians." Um, to kind of like help this along and like maybe recompose the song. Because whenever we recorded, we actually um, took the song like we actually slowed the song down um, just so just so like it made sense um, to the ear and everything like that. So, you know, there were like I did 10 poems. Well, I did 11. I only posted 10. Um, So I did like I posted 10 of those songs and they were different. And that was just me trying to trying to grow as far as like, you like, know, like we were talking about earlier, um, being able to diversify the poetry, being able to, um, do poetry in different ways. Um, and it's crazy because that was actually one of my most liked videos. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the people that follow me are musicians and singers. So they automatically like, Oh, that's John Mayer, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, Oh, I've never, I, I've never heard like it interpreted like that before. So, You know, that's that's where that came from. Just that's just that was just me wanting to grow, me wanting to see if I can do it, how well I can do it. And, you know, what I needed to do to be better at it. You know, what I'm saying like if I were to record that now, I would would record it differently. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think for for the time that it came out and for what it was, I thought that it did what it needed to do. And I thought that it was effective.
1: Got it. Got it. Where did poetry come in for you?
0: Poetry came in for me, man, I guess about mm, it came in for me maybe 15 years ago or so um, whenever I actually heard poetry for the first time and I thought it was cool. I didn't start like so I'm in my ninth year of Mm -hmm. actually actively performing poetry going out to events and everything like that. So like this time next year, I'm I'll be in my master year, my 10th year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I would say like 15 years was the first year and I was like, oh, that's dope. But um, the thing about me at the time was, um, and I guess I haven't outgrown this cause I haven't written a poem about myself yet, but, but um, uh, it was the whole thing of like, so I'm dyslexic. So reading, is 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 kind of tough, and writing is tough, and memorization is tough for me. Um, but I um, I wanted to do it, you know. And when I started it off, I sucked, you know. <laughs> I was I was god awful, you know.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but because I uh, because I was competitive, and I wanted to see my I wanted to be better at it, you know. And poetry was one of the few things that I actually wanted to be better at so I use my imagination. I would, you know, look at other poets. I used to look at um uh, uh, rhetoric. Um, I used to look at um the Strivers Road poets. Ooh. I used to, I know a lot of people start off with like Death Poetry Jam and everything. Death Poetry Jam didn't come in for me until like afterwards. Um, I would look up, I would look up, you know, poets in the city and see how they would do it. And I took two years Um, to just kind of like do poetry in my own little circle. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it wasn't until like, so the beginning of my ninth year, whenever I go out to my first open mic by myself, um, and I, I go out there and, you know, I do poetry, but I do it, but I'm doing it at a high level Mm -hmm. and so much so that it catches everybody's attention. Um, and then after, after that one night, like Houston opened up for me. And, you know, I'm saying like, so I was I was like everywhere for like the past nine years. I've just been, you know, going around, getting booked to do certain things, um, writing, trying to expand, trying to be better, um, trying to put myself in position and in places, you know, to see how to see how much I can grow and expand. So but that, that but to answer your question, Um, That's kind of when poetry started for me. Uh, That was me coming out of like I was in high school, like my senior year in high school and I was coming out of it and I was like, I think I want to I think I want to try this and I think I really want to go for it. So I really went for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, stuff just opened up for me.
1: When you just go for it. Yeah, man, that is how was your first performance? Was that the one that you said sucked or?
0: <laughs> yeah, my first my yeah, my first performance performance, <laughs> uh, not the open mic one, not not the one that started my nine year. But uh, my first performance, man, it was terrible. It was in a church. And you know how you know how you know how Christians are, man. They'd be like, oh, baby, that was.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> take, yeah take your time. That was so good. I was like, no, it wasn't. No, when I messed up here, I had to start over here. And I was like, nah, that ain't, we ain't having that. Cause, cause I looked at Carvin's Lasan and Miles Hodges on the, on the internet and they ain't have to start over their poems. So I'm not going to start over my poem. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. so like, so that, that was my whole thing.
1: Wow. What did that do for you? That bomb.
0: um i guess for me as a person i it's, it's different for a lot of people for a lot of people that would deter them but because i think at that mo at that moment in my life i was at my most competitive um i was playing football and stuff back then so i would I, w- I was like i had a little chip on my shoulder anyway mm. <laughs> like i like i like i should be like you know what i'm saying the ish or whatever and then i kind of kind of humbled out after that but um But, yeah, um, at that moment in my life, it was like, man, that was crap. That was Mm -hmm. trash. And I'm you know, I'm saying it was like, I don't I don't need to be trash in in front of anybody, because my biggest thing is if I'm going to go out into the city or, you know, internationally or, you know, get booked to do stuff. I can't I can't be trash like that anymore. I can't do that anymore. So my my mentality like just kind of like, OK, what is it going to take for me to be there? Charles, I know you're dyslexic. <laughs> I know you I know you have problems reading and and memorizing and, you know, all kind of stuff. I get that. But this this doesn't this can't happen again. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, it can be done. I didn't know how it was going to get done, but it can be done. And, um, you know, so that's just. Yeah, that that would that would that would have to be it right there, man. So I was just I was just really competing with myself because I was like, nah, man, I can't be I can't be trash like that anymore.
1: Right. So. right. Yeah. No, I completely understand, man. I I would like myself to to not be the great greatest at memorizing. And for me, performing is work for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's work and I don't necessarily like the work, you know, mm. and so to, for me, you know, I don't, maybe I gave up, I don't know, um, but I don't, I don't think I ever really had the desire to be on stage, you know, and so uh, initially I was like, okay, so I can't be a poet if I don't perform, you know, is that what it is? then, you know, I had a conversation with my father. He was like, no, that's not the case. You know, it's, it's many forms of poetry. You know, you literally can just be a poet that likes to write. and But I want to share my poetry. You know, and I, that's what I was saying. Uh-huh. And he said, you know, what if, what if you simply wrote like a songwriter does and Partnered with those who have a passion for the stage, like singers do, and make magic that way. Mm. I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> yeah, man!" So, so you know, I do that. I also write haiku, but I do that, and I call those, you know, poetic productions. Mm-hmm. And, and it comes across so well, man, you know, we have rehearsal, you know, I, I, I um, you know, kind of give direction from what I can kind of see uh, of how it should mm-hmm. come across, but I pretty much give them free range because that's, that's their lane that they, they love the stage. They, they rehearse in practice. You know how to uh perform and project and, and all of that and it just comes off really well man and so um i succeeded to that and i was just like i think that's where my lane is and that's the sweet part about poetry is that you don't have to be pigeonholed like we said about the topics um uh, but also the form in which you choose to present your art yeah You know, so um, I I really can appreciate that part of poetry. But um, where do you see yourself taking your poetry? So my
0: my goal, my goal, at least by the by the end of next year, I want to um, I really want to come out with a poetry album. Um, I really want to. But I want to do it in a certain way, because I always say this about poetry. I think poetry is the most respected most respected art amongst other artists. Yeah. But to the gen- but to the general public who doesn't have an ear for poetry and doesn't really know about poetry, which is the case whenever I go to most places, it's like, "Oh man, I didn't realize poetry could do that or sound like that." Every time, I, was, you know, it never fails. Um but I want to present poetry in a way that's that a regular listener can listen to it and get attracted to it and want to go deeper. So whenever they hear a red line album, they go look at black chakras album, you know what I'm saying? Which is a Crippler crossface, which is dope by the way, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Um, Or they go look at a Brandon leak album or they go look at a J Ivy album. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um and I want to create an album that opens that opens the world for them to do it. So so I've been writing and uh trying to work towards that um this year, trying to really trying to really get it 'cause um, you know, I want to be I still want it to be dope. I know people say like, Yeah, it's your first project It's gonna, you know, da 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 and I was like, Well, it ain't gotta be. <laughs> it ain't gotta suck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't gotta be bad. So um that's what i've been working towards i'm um you know i'm working right i'm talking with a couple a couple close friends of mine who produce uh music and everything like that because i don't want it to sound like a like a typical poetry album um now something a lot there are a lot of poetry albums that are really dope but um whenever i listen to uh poetry albums it's always like a poet and then they throw the poet's spoken word over an instrumental
1: random instrumental
0: you know what I'm saying don't make sense it don't make sense with the poet's voice you know what I'm saying and it's just I don't want it to be that you know what I'm saying I want I want musicians I want like sing like singers singing harmonies in the background you know what I'm saying and you know just different stuff like I don't mind doing tracks but it has to make sense sonically it has Mm -hmm. to be appealing to the ear um like when I write like I can I think I, I have the ability to like write these really in-depth you know pieces of poetry these really you know what I'm saying throw really dope metaphors in there but I want poetry to be palatable for the regular listener I think simplicity is powerful um simplicity simplicity is extremely powerful um and like like you and I man we know some really really dope writers man like mm-hmm. writers that could like, you know, write the paint off the walls. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. you know, if 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 a listener comes in and listens to the poem and they've never heard poetry before, they're not going to understand it, which things that we don't understand, we tend to shun and and move away from. And I don't want that. So I want to be able to do it in a way that people are intrigued and it makes them want to go listen to like all these other dope um Alicia Harris's and Zora Howard's and Jackie Hill Perry's and you know all those cats that can, you know what I'm saying? That that are that are really dope. Um I think poetry is so long overdue mm-hmm. for just for just that type of, you know, to be seen like that because poetry is a found is a foundational art. And we're treated like a subculture, but We wouldn't have the dope songs we have now without poets. Um, Like I was telling um, one of my friends, she paints. I was like, do you know that a digital artist, like you're the foundation for a digital artist? We have like a lot of people who make dope logos and designs and everything. But man, if they but if Picasso never painted, you know what I'm saying? If we never like got all this stuff, if you didn't, if you're not doing what you're doing, like that, there's nothing there. You're foundational. You're not like something small and minuscule. You're 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 something that something stands on, and yeah. like music stands on poetry, it just does. Movies stand on poetry, they just do. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I mean, that's that's just my thing, man. I feel like poetry is just so broad and so massive, but people don't don't really give it the respect that it deserves. So I just I just want to be almost like a, a gateway for them to like see how dope poetry can be. And then whenever they get into the gate, they can see like all these incredible poets and artists that just that that have really been killing it. But you know, yeah. So that's that's my thing. I'm sorry, that was a long explanation. Yeah, no,
1: that's good. (laughs) No, I think I think a lot of people forget that poetry is the origin of so many things. You know, the poetry is the origin of you being able to read. Mm -hmm. Just think about it. Like storytellers, storytelling, but fairy tales, um, mm-hmm. you know, your ABCs, um, okay. you know, you learning how to memorize the states or the whatever it might have been when you were, you know, in first grade. All of that was poetry. Yeah. All of that poetry taught you. You know what I mean, and yeah. and because without it, it was super hard to remember uh, certain term, some certain terms and and phrases and statements and quotes. Mm-hmm. But because you put a rhythm to it and you kind of rhymed it a little bit, you were like, okay, now I got it. You know what I mean? Like, poetry is is the origin of so many things, man. You know, and you were just talking about uh, poetry albums. I want to stretch poets, you know, because we hear so many things when it comes to poetry, Uh, a lot of stereotypical, you know, things, and, you know, the cadence, the whole... spoken word cadence, um, uh, but what if it wasn't a, a poetry album? What if it was a audio book? It could which be an audio relating, book. Which gave way to your spoken word and yes, incorporating you know, uh, sound effects and things of that nature. Um, and so it's like, cool, if you want to do the album, do the album. But know that you also have another option as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think it depends on the... I think it depends largely on the artist, um, you know, and, and the vision and everything. And, um, you know, just, just where you want to go... Um, I say album for I say album for me just because like I said, like like my ear is more musical. Um and I can, you know, I can I can see where poetry fits yeah. into certain things, you know what I'm saying? So that's why like an album is just heavy for me. But, you know, I think an audiobook, a po a poetry, a spoken word audiobook, man, it's crazy because Brandon um was just talking about this um on his Instagram about like, you know, the Grammys and mm-hmm. Um, you know how, you know, there's a there's a whole spoken word category, but no spoken word artist like really wins that category. We talked about Michelle Obama and Michelle Obama ain't doing no poetry, man. She did, <laughs> She's literally like doing, you know, the audio book, you know, deal or whatever. Um, and I think that I think that that is another that's another branch of it and that's mm-hmm. another avenue what if poets you know not only did poetry albums but they did audiobooks too and then still were able to take over that category right. you know what i'm saying yeah. um, because because the category is spoken word but it's mostly given to like authors and you know people of that nature but you know poets poets haven't i don't i can't remember the last time i've ever heard of a poet winning the spoken word Grammy I know Ivey has a Grammy. I think he might He is. I don't know if he was the last poet to like like win something like that. But anyway. um, But yeah, man. But I agree with you. I think that that, that's just another branch and another avenue to like to push to push poetry and to push it further.
1: Yeah. No, I want to make sure that poets know they have options, you know, yeah, was, absolutely. It, and because for the longest, they didn't think they had options. They just knew they had open mic. They had chat books. They yeah. had church, you know, and, and right? And so, yeah. so I, I want them to know that they're more than their poems. Mm-hmm. Poets are more than their poems. Poets are copywriters for marketing firms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Poets are just good with words. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so mate, that's good, man. Commercials, man. That's what, to, that's what I'm trying to explain here. You know, you yeah. know, when you rearrange the the way you say something, you rearrange the way you see something. Mm-hmm. So Say, saying that you're more than a poet you're more than the poems that you write then gets you start gets, gets you to start starting to think okay I'm very good with words. who needs someone that's good with words? Schools.
0: every every everywhere every actually news reporters
1: everybody speech, speech writers. Speech writers or or speakers need poets to write their speeches, right? Right. Because you hear all the time that was so poetically written. Mm -hmm. What if it was written by a poet, right? Man, you don't y'all do
0: that though? Y'all do that like keynote poets, don't y'all do keynote poets? Yes,
1: sir. Man, bro, commercial was about, you know. I mean, just think about it. Just think about it, because my thing is this. If a public speaker, if a comedian, uh, who else stands there on stage and just talks in, in front of a large audience? If those people can command an audience, how and why... Can't a poet if 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 the comedian makes someone feel, and that feeling is laughter, humor, mm-hmm. and a public speaker makes someone feel, and that's inspired and motivated, how and why can't a poet? Mm-hmm. But it starts with the poet though. It yeah, with the poet knowing that he's more than his poems. He's he's, he's a public speaker. He's a Absolutely. comedian. Yep. Come on, man. Where do you see yourself taking your poetry? I, I know you're looking to continue to be professional at your art, but if you could say at this point what your ultimate goal is what would that be so
0: ultimately and and this will, this will probably be whenever i'm like you know in my 50s or 40 or late 40s or something um really what i want to do is i want to create a space to cultivate um young artists um so Oh, so really, really, so the idea that I had was I think it would be a really dope idea to have like a park. But in this park, you have like different buildings that represent different output um, forms of art. So there could be like a dance studio in the park, um, a music studio in the park. um, And then like at the very back of the park, it would be like a a performance center. Um, And in the performance center, you could have, you know, poets. You can have singers, you can have painters, you can have dancers, Um, you can throw different kinds of art events, you know, specifically focused for that. But within this park, I would, um, it it would almost be like a, a, almost like a campus, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And like, you know, you just see all these workshops and like a park that has like graffiti walls everywhere. And it has places where, you know, uh, young poets can come and, you know, just, you know, sit, be around each other, get somebody to like mentor them. But I mean, I think that would probably be my ultimate goal. And if it's not a park, it would be like, you know, a, like a, a six layer studio with different, with different stuff, you know, for each of the um, levels and everything like that. But I just, I, I'm so, I, I so want creativity to be cultivated at a young age. Um, when I was growing up, um, if I were to tell my father, hey, dad, I want to be a poet, he, like, the first thing he gonna ask, so is there any money in that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, how about some benefits? You know what I'm saying? What do you, you know? And I think if I would have started poetry sooner in my life, or if I would have thought creativity in general um, was a viable outlook, then um, I would have put more effort toward being creative rather than, like, kind of just seeing it as, Uh, like a novel thing or a hobby you know what I'm saying um I think I think you know and and I look at the Gen Z's now and I know a lot of people like talk bad about you know Gen Z's and everything like that but man when I tell you some of these kids are so creative and I mean just think if 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 somebody like if, if a millennial like me could like just kind of like, okay, that's dope, but have you considered this, this, that, and the other? And instead of hindering their creativity, you know, you help push that along and you help them cultivate that. At the end of the day, man, you know what I'm saying? Creative shape the world. Poetry itself has always been at the forefront of like just about every major revolution that um that we had. Like I think about the Harlem Renaissance all the time, and how the Harlem Renaissance was a precursor to the to the Civil Rights Movement. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if we didn't have the Maya Angelos or the Langston Hughes or you know the all, all the all the other writers that that were there back then, like how would how would our country like have been shaped and you know all all that? You know, it's just I, I think about that, man. And it's crazy because every time something goes down in America, like artists always step up. Artists always step up. It never fails. You know, artists always has a always has a voice for for the time and the season that we're in. And I think that the artist is so powerful, particularly poets. I think poets are so so powerful in and just articulating the heart of the, of their nation, of their state, of their city, of the world, you know? Um, so like that, that's my thing. Like, I feel like art is so necessary, man. Art is, art is, art is a necessity to oh, me, yeah. you yeah. know? Um, poetry especially is a necessity because it's a foundation of art.
1: Right, right. You know, even if, let's say, there is no money in poetry, right? Which okay. I don't believe. I know there is, right? Because um, I'm being a, I'm being an example for producing it, right? And but let's just say there wasn't. You know, let's just say there's a there's a form of art where there's no value in it uh, monetarily. Okay. But there's still a way for you to do that um, for a living. And then what I mean by that is get creative in your approach, right? Um, for me, I have three daughters, six and under, right? six, five, and three. And I made a conscious effort and a strategic Plan to work from home even before COVID because mm-hmm. I wanted to be a very present father. And being in an office where I'm there eight to 10 hours a day doesn't allow me to be very present. Yeah. Right? Especially now. You know, if I had to go back and I, you know, Kids are here 24-7 with my wife. and So it's the same thing with your art. You know that's what you want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. And let's start getting strategic with a plan. Put it in place to where, okay, by this date, I want to be working from home. And so that gives me the flexibility to go perform. Working from home means you're working from your laptop. Yeah. Right. So if you're booked to perform in another state, take your laptop, get booked and perform in another state. You can still work your nine to five. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so. I I I never shun a nine to five. I have a nine to five. But again, I work from home. I, I'm able to be flexible. If I wanna go work at a Starbucks, if I choose to, you know, if this office, this box becomes too small for me, you know what I mean? I can go to the library, right? I'm not restricted to an office. Right. Right? right? So so it is it is you making the choice and the decision of what you want to do you you literally can create the life you want to live if you sat down and wrote some things down and yeah, you can you have, be that poet where you want to go from city to city and you still have a nine to five with the benefits like your father asked
0: yeah <laughs> yeah man yeah, I like. I I feel the same way. I think, I think if you have a dream um, to do something, especially an artistic one, I feel like there's nothing wrong with a nine to five as long as it fuels what you're doing. Mm-hmm. As long as, it, like, if I'm working a nine to five at you know a McDonald's or something, that McDonald's money is going directly into my, oh, my bills and poetry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like if I if I'm working a nine to five job, you know, what would makes it what makes it bearable is the fact that I know that this is going towards my, you know, uh, my bottom line. You know what I'm saying? So like, so like I yeah I I agree, man. You know, like I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Now nah, if you're miserable doing it then,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, yeah. <laughs>
1: as yeah. long as it
0: as long as it has a as, as a necessity as a function you know what i'm sure. saying
1: sure but even outside of a nine to five what if you became an investor what if you became a real estate investor right you know right. and right. created created cash flow for yourself and you get that mailbox money yeah hey <laughs> man because <laughs> i know right. cash. you have to spend some time and read some books get a mentor learn how to get into real estate yeah. You know what I mean? And so now you have constant cash flow on a monthly basis where you can do your poetry for a living. Mm. You know, but you know, there is no box, man. You know, it you're the box that you're thinking inside of is the box you create. Right. Yeah, there's there's always a different way to go about it you know it's the it's the box your environment creates mm. yeah man you know so you know not to get too deep into things but i just really want people to like really open their eyes and know that yes you can become a professional poet you, it, it is very possible <clears throat> But yeah, man, I, I I just love this conversation, and I, I'll continue to watch you grow in your art, man. And what's your next move, man? I, you know, uh, again, every time I see you, you're doing something different. When I say when I see you, I mean in your videos, you're you're, you're, you're thinking different. You know, um, like you said, you you're not competing with anyone else. You're competing with yourself. Yeah, yeah. what what gave you that perspective?
0: Um, Man, when you're given something to steward over, you have to give it your all. You have to do your best. Um, I I was in my meditation group and we were talking about the difference between mastering something and nurturing something, specifically mastering your mind versus nurturing your mind. Um, When you master something, you put your foot on it. You know what I'm saying? When you're mastering something, you you make it submit to you. When you're nurturing something, you're growing it. It's like, um, I'll use um, your baby girls for an example. You're not trying to master your baby girls. You're nurturing them. You're nurturing them in an attempt to, like, whenever they grow up, they can't be mastered because you've nurtured them so much. You know what I'm saying? And that's what this world does a lot of times. The world seeks to master um a lot of people instead of nurturing a lot of people. Um I do think there are some things that need to be mastered. But I am more so whenever you talk about people and and you know it it has to you have to nurture people. You know what I'm saying? Because you're growing people. You're not trying to put your foot on people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So um that was that was that was a really big thing for me. Like just You know, understanding the difference between mastering and nurturing because you're trying to grow something. You're not trying to, you know, I'm saying, uh, kill it or stomp it out or make it kneel. You know.
1: Wow, wow, the difference between mastering and nurturing. That's that's a whole poem. That is. That one's being written right now. (laughs) You know, know, that's 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 one of the many ones. You know, um, poets like yourself make my job a whole lot easier. I told you offline that it's a long list that I have to check off before I can choose poets for our clients, you know, Um, right? We'll get a call and they'll ask, do you have a poet uh, that has a poem for this topic or for this theme, for our event. And so, you know, we pride ourselves in saying the reverse. We have poems that can suit your event performed by poets that deliver uh, with excellence. Mm -hmm. And so, The reason we say it that way is because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for poems that match their event or their project or project. Right. You see what I mean? They're not necessarily looking for a person. They're looking for a poem that perfectly matches their event or project. And so uh, we just so happen to also have poets that wrote those poems. Um, But. The list that I have to check off is the hard part because there are so many amazing poets, but because not all poets have a diverse portfolio of poetry, a lot of poets are niche down to uh, romantic poems. That's their lane, you know, uh, black poems, you know, and that's their lane. But what I really appreciate from you is you make sure that you you have a, a buffet of topics and themes that I can choose from. Not only the topics and themes but the other check off the list is professionalism the other check off the list is your social media are you wilding out on your social media yeah i can't i can't hire a poet just because they're a great poet it has to be all around, overall, because yeah. that my client is going to the poet's social media page, just like a job. They're going to, going to to the social day? media page nowadays. They've been mm-hmm. doing that for years. You know, because my clients going to say, "You going, you going to send me him, or you going to send me her?" You know. <laughs> because hey, the program, yeah in the program most times they put their social media on there and and or when they're performing their audience is going to go follow them and and all of that you know and so it's a whole list man it's a whole list that I have to be careful um you know with with choosing and and it, and it makes my job a lot harder because i know there's a Wide range of amazing poets, but they tie my hands, man. They tie my hands, bro. And and um I just appreciate, you know, what you bring to the table. You know, um, I tell I tell every guest that comes on uh, my one rule on the podcast is no profanity. You know, because I keep the brain clean, right? Yeah. It, it, it's not. It's not that I'm being fake or anything like that. It's business. This is business. You say right. you want to be in the poetry industry. You say you want to be booked and not just being popular. If you want to be booked, the folks with the money to book you, they're looking for poets. They're looking for artists that they can market. But if you tie their hands behind their back, makes it hard for them you know so um yeah man it is it, it's an art to this art <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, man there's an art to it there's an art to it man so um uh, i want i want poets to get that as well uh, because they may not even know it matter of fact i'm sure they don't know it yeah right because it's not like the client calls them and says, you know, I love your art, but I can't hire you. They just don't call. (laughs) You see, they just don't call and you just don't know why they're not calling you. Um, so it's, it's, I I don't know, I don't remember who I was talking to. Um, and so, so I think that person said, if you want to, you know, quote unquote wild out on social media, cool have a separate, separate page. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because your art, your artist page is your business page. That's your business. Right. Right. So that is the portfolio, portfolio age clean. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, it, it's, it's, um, it's like a, 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 in, a, in the corporate world, you keep your portfolio um, professional, your art is your portfolio. Mm-hmm. So separate the wild stuff from your business. Yep. I think I think that right there will help somebody.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Um it's I mean, yeah, it's like it was like we were talking about before, man, is I want like I want to be able to do poetry everywhere. I don't want to be, you know, limited. You know, just because I decided to, you know, cuss here or, you know, my rhyme scheme requires me to have to say the N-word, like, you know, saying 16 times or whatever, you know, which, like I said, like, I think there's a time and place for it. But if you're trying to get booked, especially like for a corporate event, you know, I'm saying or school or, you know, I'm saying and people be like, man, he is so good. But man, he be saying F this and F that, you know,
1: every other line. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, think, you think Amanda Gorman is going to be at the White House in the Super Bowl if her Instagram page is crazy? Come no. on, let's make it practical. Let's make it real practical because I know I'm getting some rolling eyes right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's it's, yeah. it's 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 being super practical for those that are actually succeeding and going far in it. Just take, just take a look at what they present. Hmm. The carbon, uh, uh, the and the, the uh, you know, those names that you know that are doing so much in the industry. Hmm. Are their pages? Wow. No, that's their business page.
0: Not at all. Yeah.
1: Their, their business page, your business page is, is supposed to go before you. People people are looking at your page that you don't even know. And yeah, they're okay. making a decision. You know, but I'm not gonna stay there. Um, and, and I would love for folks to DM and let's have the conversation, you know. Um, uh, but uh that's 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 business, man. That's business. Yeah, you okay. know, so so it, again, I say this all the time. Uh, If you you want this to be so true to you and uh, uh, you want to write what you choose to write and all of that, that is perfectly fine. And that's where the poetry community comes in, right, which allows you to be yourself and and your full self. But if you choose to step into the industry and your desire is to be booked. Yeah, then you have to make some sacrifices, man. You got to make some choices, you know. So, and um, I, I, uh, I would say this don't even think about it like a sacrifice, think about it as stretching. You know, what I'm saying it's
0: that's good. It's, it's easy to like cuss, bro. It's easy to say things in a certain way. It's It's easy, like, I feel like as a writer. Like, we're good at, like, I can I can say F you without saying F you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm a good enough writer to be able to do that, you know? So if I'm expressing anger in a way, you know, like that's that's the beautiful thing about poetry is that you have outlets and, and different ways of approaching things, creative ways of approaching things, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, that's, that's just me, <laughs> you know. Like,
1: that was music back in the day. Mm. they said they want to do it uh, but they didn't say I want to do it right right you know what I mean they said it but I was saying it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know what they meant yep that's it's practical application man you know what I mean Those those songs man those songs, man. Nowadays, it's just straight up. Hey, what's up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, that's your boy. Flying <laughs> these DMs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. Awesome conversation, Red line, man. What's your, what's your, oh, do you mind? What's your, what's your, what's your name? Oh,
0: man? my, my government name is Charles Ray Patton the got
1: you, Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So your father is a Charles too, huh? Yeah, he's uh yeah, he's a singer. Gotcha, gotcha. Good stuff, man. Where are you located? You, you said Houston, right? Yep, Houston, Texas. Okay, okay. One of our um brand ambassadors, uh Young Blood Poetry, he's out in Houston, Texas, man. He's uh he's a YouTuber and um uh, he does a lot of reactions to poets, singers, rappers, you know, uh everything pertaining to poetry. And he's doing some good work out there, man. I may have to connect you to. I'm not sure how far you all are. How large uh, Houston is, but I would imagine you know it's not too far. But so, so funny thing.
0: Um, so uh, like whenever Brandon Leak was doing his tour here in Texas, <laughs> I got an opportunity to open up for him at the Improv, yes, and so? I actually, and I actually met uh, him. You know, at the show. So we connect that show and we actually follow each other. So I get to see some of his reactions on YouTube. Awesome. Oh, oh
1: yeah. Okay. Got gotcha. Wait, you met Youngblood? Mm-hmm. Oh, he came to the, he came to Brandon Leach. He came to the show and right. that's where I met him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, cool. 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 Small world, man. I love it. It's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, no, he's, he's a good dude, bro. Um. Uh. Yeah, man. Red line, thank you so much. Thank you so much for carving out some time for me, man. Even at this late night, this late hour, uh, you know, like I said, you know, I have three young daughters, man. I gotta put them to sleep, you know, and and, and but still get the job done, right? It, it is yeah. no excuse. So, so uh, that's another thing I want to come uh, to make sure I come across to, to to a lot of people is, I know you have a lot on your plate. I know you have a family, you have kids, you have church, you have nine to five, but there's still a way for you to get it done. Absolutely, it's still a way, and one way is to turn the TV off. Mm. If yep. you really want to get some things done, I promise you, if you turn that TV off, man. You'll be surprised how much time you have. It's huge. It's huge, man. So, listen. It's Red Lion Poetry. That's his IG. Uh, how can? Where, where are some other ways they can find you?
0: So uh, we mentioned before LinkedIn,
1: <laughs> um,
0: Twitter. Um, so I'm I'm in the process of creating um, a website. I um, I have the URL for it. But, um, you know what I'm saying, so I'm in the process of you know doing the website, so that's gonna be another way also, YouTube, you can find me Red Lion poetry. I have sixty two videos um uploaded to youtube, so it's a it's a lot of poetry to go through, you know what i'm saying um, yeah. if you wanna if you wanna see where I started from versus where I am now, so yeah, man, that's um, yeah, you so so youtube, Twitter. Um, Instagram link, like all, all for everything, you know, Basically, yes, do and a
1: search it's... on red lion poetry and he comes up. And
0: I do. Actually, I am actually the only one that comes up.
1: Love it. That's 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 where you want to be. That's where you want to be man. Choose your name. Right. And do a search on IG on Twitter on YouTube on wherever else you want to be, tick tock, you know, and TikTok, do I'm, I'm on TikTok. I got that. Do your best to keep your name the same across the board. Make it easy for people to find you. Yeah. You know, don't have five different names on <laughs> five different platforms.
0: With phone numbers on the back of them.
1: Yeah, come on, you know. Let's, let's, all right, so let's 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 do that. That's that's the fundamentals. That's the first thing you do. When I have a good idea, when I have a good idea that I'm not going to do right now, and I'm gonna put on the back burner for a minute until it's time, I literally get the Gmail, I get the IG, I get the uh, domain, like that, because. Because when that time comes, you want to just be able to hit the ground running. But if somebody has it and they took it, like, oh, man, that messes up the whole program. Wish I had it. Wish I did it right then and there. You know, it's $12 to get the domain for a year. $12. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, you know
0: how affordable it is to, like, get an actual domain and just hold on to it?
1: It is. It's twelve dollars for a year, Man. you know. So, so you know, um, you know, us creators try to do everything at one time a lot. You know, I, I'm speaking from experience, and I'm learning how to, you know, put things to the side until the time says it's time, um, you know. But when that time comes, you want to be ready, right? So, so do those fundamental things. Um, and, and, you know, you can hit the ground running, man. so that's just a nugget right there. Look, let me stop right there because I'll I'll keep on going. I have a habit uh, of going off on a tangent and keep on going for another hour. So, look, Red Lion, thank you so much. Truly appreciate you and your art um, and your professionalism. Everybody, uh, check us out at thepoetlife.com. Listen, everybody in the DMB and surrounding areas, July twenty-fourth will be the first ever Poet Life Fest in DC. Yeah, we're going there. We're going there. Okay. Do you hear me? We're going there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh like you said, you you compete with yourself, you know, you set high goals. And what I've learned is you know, you either go big or go, or go bigger and go home. Yeah. Go big or go bigger. And and here's the industry right here in your face. We, we're, it's, it's our turn. It's our time. You know, we're not just going to stop at the Super Bowl and the inauguration. We're going to appreciate those and take those and go higher. So there will be a festival in D.C. annually uh, called Poet Life Fest. And so we want as many people, we want as many poets to come through and fellowship with us. And uh, let's do it big. It's the Poet Life. Go to poetlife.com. Follow us on, follow us everywhere. We're everywhere. We're on every platform um, at The Poet Life, but also as you can see there, Poet Life podcast as well. Subscribe to the podcast and get this information that we're sharing. We're bringing artists, we're bringing poets, we're bringing people that have achieved a certain level of success, or they've done some amazing things in the realm of poetry and beyond, and they're coming on to the podcast to share with you how they did it, right? What are the steps they took to do what they did? So you can see as an example what they did and how they did it. And that means you can see that you can do it as well. So it's the Poet Life Podcast, everybody. It's a good night and thank you for checking us out. We're out
0: introducing the poet life podcast go check it out today on your favorite platforms including itunes apple music and the website thepoetlife.com find a way
1: find a way